Hey, my name is Sheldon March. Welcome to Wild. Happy birthday! It's my birthday! <clears throat> Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing today? Today is a very special day because it is my birthday. So I thought I was going to check, just, just check in, do a quick little one. Just wanted to do something significant for my birthday. So today is my 25th birthday. I am old. Now, a lot of things happen when you turn 25. You sort of get to that point where you finally realize, damn dude, I'm not a kid anymore, man. I'm really not a child. I got some clothes today as a birthday present and I was actually kind of happy that I got some clothes. Which is also a, a it's 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 a bit of a a point where you get clothes for the first time in your life, and you think to yourself, "Damn, I actually needed these," and then you just carry on realizing that you're old. So I'm 25 today. I don't know how to feel about it. It's kind of weird, you know. Ugh. I mean, I don't even I don't even know how to comprehend it. I think that the best years of my life are most certainly over at 25 because now it's just getting old, you know. I think the thing that I dread more th more than anything is turning 30. Ugh, just 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 thinking about it is actually putting me in a bit of a bad mood. But I think that the best years of your life, a hundred percent. I think there's a chance that there's probably still a good couple of years coming up. I think that the most exciting and fun days are definitely behind me, which is disappointing and it makes me sad. But I think that, you know, I could still salvage it. You know, if I win the lottery within the next two, three years, I could still have a lot of fun before I get really old. So holding thumbs. When my brother turned 40, I said that to him. I was like, how does it feel, man? You know, the best years of your life are most certainly behind you now. It's literally just downhill from here. How does it feel? And uh, he didn't like that very much. But it's not something that, that you know, we need to, you know, shy away from. All of us are going to get old. You know? Time comes for everybody, Dag. So, oh, I don't, I don't like thinking about it. Time is so scary. It's this, it's this idea that all of us are going to age one day. If you see an old person on the street, you know, you'd look at them, and you, you, you just see them as an old person. But you don't realize that they were all young once. They were all teenagers. They were all young. They had first loves. They had first jobs. They had first cars. They had, they had their first experiences with alcohol and you know, now they might be old. Oh, man. I think being old is just so vulnerable. I don't know if I want to have that happen to me. And I know I'm not that old. You know, you know, in, the, in, a, in a rational way of speaking, I think that... Uh, when do you get old? I, th I guess getting old is sort of like... It's, it's different for 
depending on who you are. Whatever. I'm 25. It feels okay. I'm still a bit sad because I just didn't think I'd get to this point where I was this old. Now, now you also got to start really taking care of your diet and your body because you're at that point now when you're 25 where let's say you're like me. You know, I haven't really immersed myself in, uh, in gym. Like I'm not a, a bodybuilder by, by any means, but I'm not fat, you know. I'm still the sort of build where if I take my shirt off at the beach, you'd look away. You'd be like, oh my gosh, what is that? And you go, oh, it's just a human. I thought it was just a walking sack of potatoes. But I'm still, I still look fine, you know, relatively speaking. But I haven't immersed myself in gym where it's become a constant part of my lifestyle. But I'm at that point now where you're at that crossroads. You can either do that, which will equate to a better life going forward. And then by the time you're 35, you won't look 35. You'll look, you know, 29. And by the time you're 42, you won't look 42. You'll look 36. So you can either do that or you can continue down the path that you've been going, which up until now, you haven't really had to pay for it. Your body hasn't just ballooned, but it'll catch up to you once you close in on your 30s. It's weird how... You know, the body tends to do that. The amount of friends that I used to have in high school that are fat now. And, um, you know, you, you talk to them and, you know, they don't have some sort of obsession with food. But it's just this it's just this realization that when you're a kid, you can do more, you can eat more, you can be more luxurious with your, with your tongue. That's a gross way to put it. But you know what I'm saying. You can kind of explore a little bit further. And your body can uh, keep up with it. And then once you get to a certain age, your body's just like, man, I don't have it in me anymore. So we're going to start getting fat. I hope you know that. And you do. So I'm definitely going to do that. I'm going to make sure that I never get to that point. My father, God bless him, he is um, a bit chunky. And I can see myself turning into my dad if I do not, uh, you know, just, just make healthier choices. And I'm not unhealthy by any means. I am a healthy person for the most part. I just need to make sure that I adhere to it so that I do not become a gross 30 instead of a good 30. But it's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. I never used to celebrate birthdays. Like, I mean, I still don't. I don't really care too much about it. It's, it's nothing that's super important to me. I just sort of see it as another day. There's a lot of people that used to make, or that, or they make these really big, sort of events out of their birthdays and I just don't do that. It's just it's just never been anything for me. I think that if you celebrate your birthday, uh, I wouldn't say you're a bit narcissistic because it is a special day for everybody. I just don't understand why it's a special day. You know, oh, I've been on earth for an extra year. I think it's just some manufactured thing that allows us to celebrate our days. But I've never, you know, booked a party for myself and invited people and gone, oh, it's my birthday. Come and bring me presents. When I was a kid, I used to just invite adults or family members to my different birthdays because I knew that they'd bring me money. When I was about 16, I really wanted a Blackberry. So I invited as many people as I possibly could. And I said to my mom on the invitation, please just say, don't bring presents, just bring some cash. Which looking back, 
back is a pretty shady, uh, scummy thing to do by, you know, putting that incentive out there going, oh, no, you don't need to bring me presents. I just want some money. So, so I'm, I'm happy with money. But they all brought me money. They all brought me 100 Rand, which is the equivalent of like nine, nine US dollars or 11 Australian dollars or something. And everybody brought me that. I, you know, I had about 20 different couples of adults. I didn't invite any kids. I think I invited two friends or three friends and the rest were all just adults. Because I knew that the adults would socialize amongst themselves. I'd have to see them. And the rest of the time, I can just kind of hang out by myself and hang out with my friends. And I got my cash. I got my cash. I went to uh, <laughs> Vodacom the next day and I got myself a Blackberry. So I think that was pretty ingenious. And then for my 18th, I invited, I tried to do the same thing. Um, I didn't say anything about the money though. I just said, oh, I'm going to be here. You know, does any, everybody can just come through just to, just, just for a slice of cake. And uh, nobody brought me money. Nobody brought me any money. And I think that's when I sort of realized that birthdays don't have the same magical, luxurious feeling that they used to have. Because they used to have that feeling when you were a kid. Birthdays used to be a big deal. I used to just dream about my birthday for for a month beforehand. I used to think about what I was going to get and I'd ask my mom and, you know, she always got me what I wanted to, which was cool. You know, if there was, um, if, if the PSP just came out and I was like, mom, please can I have the PSP? And I'd sometimes do that negotiation thing because my birthday is close to Christmas. I'd go, you can give me the PSP and then it can be my birthday present and my Christmas present. Oh, wait. But my birthday's in March. So I think I'd say it would be my birthday present for March and it would be my Christmas present for December. The upcoming December. I don't remember. And she always got me what I wanted. So it used to be so built up and I used to be so happy and I was so excited and I felt fantastic and I felt amazing. And uh, yeah, man, uh, birthdays just, they don't have that magical flair anymore. But saying that, I think that a large part of that is probably due to me not making a big deal out of my birthdays. I think as I get older and I don't know, maybe if I, if I get my own house and I have some money, then I probably make a big deal of my birthdays. I think it must be cool if you're a celebrity and you, and you have a birthday party because you just know that you can invite so many people and they'll all be there and it's just going to be a crazy ass party. So that's not me. I can have birthday parties and I can invite maybe about four people. Anyway, whatever, man. It's my birthday. Did you guys ever used to watch that show, Super Sweet 16? It was on MTV and the theme song was sang by Hilary Duff. My Super Sweet 16. I, uh, I think it was a show for, for girls. Because I don't know, because they, they never had guys on the show. They, they might have had guys. I don't remember. It was all just these rich kids. Just these rich kids that just had their parents sort of <laughs> splashing money and getting them a car and getting them like a Bentley for their first car because the parents were like crazy rich. And the, the, the kids probably got money from MTV as well for, for, for taking part in the show. And I would just remember watching that. And I didn't grow up with much money. So I would I would watch it and I just think, man, I, I mean, that's obviously not going to happen to me. But it's just crazy that that's some people's reality. 
Because it is. I think you don't understand how much money some people have. I think there's a huge disconnect between the poor, someone who's middle class, the rich, and the ultra-rich. I think that if you just think about the differences between somebody who's middle class, who can afford to live in a nice house, but they sort of pay it off and they can go for a nice meal maybe once every two weeks and they have to still budget, that separating the rich, you know, where they can do things like, you know, throw a huge party for their daughter when they're 16 and maybe even get them a nice car. I think that's crazy. Absolutely wild. Anyway, whatever, man. So I had a busy week. I got yelled at by a homeless guy. I got sworn at, sworn at by a homeless guy last week, Saturday. Uh, made me kind of annoyed. It was pretty hilarious. And to be fair, it was really funny. So let me tell you what happened. So I, um, we live in South Brisbane. Now we live in this in this particular part of South Brisbane where we have a homeless a homeless shelter and a homeless cafe right next door to us. So when I say a homeless cafe, if you walk outside of our building, there's you know you walk out and right on your right hand side there's a little a little uh, a little shop that just sells it sells like it's like a little convenience store. They sell things like cigarettes and Red Bulls and um, chips chocolates and those sort of things and like necessities if you need it like salt and cooking oil and that sort of crap anyway every now and then you'd go in there and there would be loads of homeless people and we were always curious as to why that was and if you walk just down the road you know i'd say about 20 meters further from our front door 20 meters down there is a homeless shelter. Now this homeless shelter takes homeless people off the streets for the night and they give them a bed and they give them a shelter, which is fantastic, obviously. If I was homeless, I'd want somebody to take care of me, right? The only problem is that the homeless people in Australia are quite, I'd say aggressive. My mom's calling because it's my birthday. I'll phone you back in a minute, ma'am. Yeah. So Australian homeless are quite aggressive because nine times out of 10, you can get help here if you're a homeless person. You can get help and you don't necessarily need to be homeless. But the people who are homeless here, they sort of, they get involved in drugs, a lot of them. I mean, the amount of people that I've interacted with here that are just so off their faces on meth and ice and speed, which is pretty much the same word. I mean, the same, th different words for the same thing. The amount of individuals I have met who are clearly homeless, sleeping in a park, drinking booze, and off their faces is pretty high. So most of the homeless here are people who do not qualify for the government-assisted funds because they do not want to work. So instead, they will be homeless. And they'll rely on the good of the public and the good of things like homeless shelters to survive. So that equates to us having a lot of crazies in the street. Now, normally, I wouldn't care about something like that. Never. If you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. You know, I would never judge somebody just because they're homeless. But if you're a dick to me, and if you're aggressive to me because you're homeless, that's not nice. Don't do that. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. And um, 
we've had a couple of instances just with like crazy people, crazy people, you know, like like moving really erratically and like yelling things and screaming at people. Uh, but we've never really been too much on the receiving end of this. So, sorry for digressing. So last week, Saturday, we go into the city and we're walking back with a, like a bag of groceries and a photo frame. And we're just walking towards our building and we stop at a set of lights. Basically, I'm walking that way and I'm waiting, walking that way. And somebody is standing on the opposite side or whoever is coming this way, they'd be stood on the opposite side. And then as soon as the, the little thing goes, tick -a -tick -a -tick -a -tick, and then we'd cross paths. And I'm walking, walking, walking. And there's this guy, probably about 52, homeless, earphones in. You know, he's probably got like some like shitty Samsung. And he is obviously a little bit aggressive and you can tell because he's moving his eyes a little bit. And him and I lock eyes, okay? We lock eyes for maybe about a 10th of a second. And I don't think too much about it because I'm the sort of person where, you know, I mean, dude, you'd lock eyes with strangers on the street all the time. It's just human nature to lock eyes and then look away and then just carry on walking. You know, nobody says anything to you about it. And eventually the thing goes, tick -a -tick -a -tick -a -tick -a -tick. and I start crossing the street and I don't even think about this homeless dude anymore. And then we're about to cross and this homeless guy takes one of his earphones out. He lifts his head up, which then catches my attention. So I look at him. And he walks past me and he goes, Oi! What are you looking at, you fuck face? And I laughed. I thought it was pretty hilarious. I was just like, what? And the dude just completely carried on walking. He um, he didn't stop. You know, I thought that I thought that he might have like stopped and turned around and been like, You wanna go? You wanna go, son? Because he's from England all of a sudden. But he didn't do it. Uh, he just carried on walking. He just swore at me, put his put his shit back in his ears, and he just carried on walking. And then, you know, you kind of go through that thing where you think to yourself, like, you know, am I going to stand here and take this? Uh, but the problem is that if you go and you enter and you sort of, like, confront these homeless people, go, excuse me, hold on, hold on. What did you just call me? You called me a fuckface hobo? Say that again. You know, something like that. So it sounds good, but it doesn't work. Sounds good, doesn't work. Wake. Let me tell you why. Because homeless people have a lot less to lose than you do. So homeless people are not afraid to go to jail as much as somebody with a job, rent, income, car, pets. A homeless person doesn't have those things. A homeless person has a half-eaten sandwich and an empty bottle of Jack Daniels in his backpack. So, do you think that he's gonna, for a moment, hesitate to pull out a knife and stab you in the eye? No, he wouldn't. Me, I would. So what do you do? You just leave it. I wouldn't say you leave it, depending on how sort of aggressive it is, because I always think to myself, like, how much is too much? How much does a homeless person have to annoy me or antagonize me for me to actually say something? But at the end of the day, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to attack this homeless guy? Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that there's a homeless dude off his face and you knock him out. And you're stood there, your knuckles are bleeding, and you're looking down at this homeless guy who's homeless. 
and he's just unconscious because he said a mean thing to you. It's like, nah. If a homeless dude attacked you or, or came too close in your came too close in your physical presence, then you do something. Then you knock a brother out. Stealth. It feels weird. I just don't know why they do it, man. Like if I was a bum, I'd leave people alone. I'd, I'd be, but th but that's a thing is like, you'll probably, if you're a homeless person, you'll probably be so unhappy and miserable. I mean, it must be terrible being homeless. You know? Well, you know what? Maybe this dude wasn't even homeless. I mean, I didn't know. He looked pretty homeless though, but maybe he just didn't take care of himself. Maybe he was just really poor. And he just, uh, he just saw my face and he just thought that I looked like a bit of a dick. And if so, go for it, buddy. Go for it, man. You are more than welcome to think that about me. Like, you know, I can't get mad at you for something like that. Uh, I have, you know, I do know that normally somebody who is that quick to aggression and that quick to anger in very small, in very small situations, nine times out of ten, there's somebody who's extremely unhappy and very, very miserable and very, very grumpy. You know, if you can get set off like this, just at the smallest thing, then it's pretty obvious that, you know, you're quite miserable and you're quite unhappy. When I used to drive, if I was in a very good space in my life and I had nothing bothering me and I was very carefree and I was happy, not even just carefree, if I was just happy with my life, then I never got involved in road rage. Excuse me. Road rage was just not a part of my vocabulary anymore. I used to just, I, I, I never had anything sort of bug me in that sense. And even if somebody did something wrong, I wouldn't uh, respond. But then I started realizing that when things weren't going so well for me, I was very quick to aggression. I was very quick to anger. I was very quick to sort of defending myself and defending my keep. You know, w whether that be a sort of slight scratching open of insecurities of internal insecurities or an outlet of anger. You don't know. But to sort of summarize it, 100%. If I was very unhappy, I was very, very quick to anger. So you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, you know, ever hold a grudge about that guy. You know what I wish for you, friend? I hope things work out for you. I hope you're okay. I really, really hope you're okay. And then things get better. Cool. What else happened? So, Kim Kardashian finally divorces Kanye. Wow. I don't know why people care about stuff like this, man. Why do we worship celebrities and care about what they do? Anyway, still, regardless, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have now officially called it quits. They have built an empire together. Gosh, man, if there's people that just have too much money, it's the Kardashians and... Kanye. I kind of like Kanye. I think he's uh, I think he's very different, which is kind of cool. I like that video that he released when he was performing at that concert and he was like Google lied to you. Radio lied to you. Facebook lied to you. Like he always seems like he's really outspoken against the Illuminati. And against the shadow state. But, you know, I don't know about that. 
I think there's so much that happens with that. It's just so difficult to even possibly comprehend what's actually going on when it comes to somebody like Kanye. I mean, he is so, he is so different. And I always think to myself, if it's somebody like him who, you know, has such a distaste for the media industry and paparazzi and news and stuff like that, you know, he's made his billions. If he's really so tired of it, why not just pack up shop, sell off all of his like shares and his companies and his music stuff and then just go, cool. I've made billions. I'm going to go and relax so I can get away from the evil of the media industry, as I so call it. But he doesn't do that. They all stay. Maybe it's because they can't go. That's freaky. But still, uh, you know, I think that that's going to be a pretty... It's going to be like uh, when Jeff Bezos and his wife divorced. You know, and then they're each going to get like $10 billion. A billion dollars. So, yeah, to be honest, it's kind of boring. Okay, lastly, I wanted to make this a short one. just wanted to touch in really quick. Could you, my birthday, happy birthday to me. Uh, I am going to be giving my opinion on Tiger Woods. I'm going to be giving my sort of take on what's happened with Tiger Woods. So if you guys don't know, Tiger Woods was very recently involved in a car accident. And he, I don't know what happened in terms of what car he was driving. I know the guy is insanely loaded, so he was probably driving something pretty cool. He was involved in a car accident. And he's totally fine. He's 100% fine. So I wanted to just kind of give my take on that. Um, you guys ready? Who gives a shit? Honestly, who gives a shit? He's fine. Why do we care? Bye.